Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Hello, this is Siri, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Not Real Art. I live for this shit because it's totally lit. Welcome to Not Real Art, the podcast, series favorite art and culture podcast with Man One. And the infamous Sourdough. So what's on your mind, Man One? I don't know. Nothing. Just trying to be zen. Ooh, zen. Good luck with that. There you go. I already, <laughs> I already blew it. I already blew it. How's that zen going? You yeah. just broke the table. Yeah. It lasts. That's how zen of a moment it is. So I have a question for you. So as our listeners may or may not know, we extended the Not Real Art ethos uh, beyond the podcast into an event that we call Not Real Art Club. We've had two of these events. We had the first one in September, day after Labor Day, September 4th, I guess, or 5th, whatever. And then we had our second one in October, October 2nd, both on Tuesday evenings. And we're about to have our third, November 6th. And you were there. What did you think about Not Real Art Club? I think I had a good time. (laughs) You know, yeah, I mean, I hope this starts to take off because, dude, everybody that I talked to who was there on both nights loved it. Like, it was cool because... Everyone said, oh, this is such a good concept, really had a good time. The music was good. The art was good. The conversations was good. So it seems like it's a good event. I think, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good idea what we're doing. And I really hope it keeps growing because, you know, like it's obviously it's, there's something there, you know. So obviously we're going to change it up every time and do different things. But the overall concept is great. People are digging it, you know. I was, I was really surprised at how many conversations we had that I had with people who were like qu- quoting our podcast, like who actually, first of all, actually listened to it, which I thought was amazing. But then they were quoting stuff like, oh yeah, when you said this or when Sourdough said that, or I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I don't even know those quotes, right, you know? Right. So that was pretty awesome. So obviously somebody's listening, which is great to hear. Thank you, somebody. Yeah. Thank you, somebody. But yeah, so you know, it's cool. It's it's a it's a fun time. So I think as it grows, it's going to be even more fun. What do you think people like about it? I think it's that they can have conversations with other like-minded people in a setting that's fun. I think that's it. It's like it's not a dance club. It's not then people aren't mingling to just, you know, hook up or whatever. It really is a mixture of artists gallery owners, filmmakers, writers, photographers, 
models. I mean, all kinds of uh, fashion people. Uh, it's crazy. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, you know, compared to other events, you know, on, more on the small side. But you know, we just started and it's growing, and already these people are showing up. So I think that's the the beauty is that they can, you know, I can have a conversation with the guy who's working on a documentary, and really find out about what he's doing, and then he can really find out about what I'm working on. And we're hanging out with other people who are like-minded. So anyways, I think that's that's what I love about it. And I think that's what people are, are really, the vibe people are getting about it, you know. And, you know, we've had Anthony Valadez spinning both times. And he provides, it's almost like he's providing background music for us, you know, which is great. And he does, he does his thing and what he wants to do. So, yeah. It's been, it's been fun. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. I mean, you know, I know that, you know, when we initially started talking about it, you know, this was the vision, right? I mean, we wanted to create a space for artists, designers, creative people to come together and just hang out and enjoy each other's company with no agenda, no bullshit, you know? And if the best thing that happens is that people come together and just hang out for a couple of hours and enjoy each other's company and go home and never see each other again, okay, fine. But if we are able to do it again and again, those same people come back again and again, there's going to be new friendships. Maybe there's going to be new collaborations. Maybe there's going to be new new creations of some kind. And, and the vision is to bring creatives from every industry, you know, so try to bring and different kinds of creatives. So... Sure. You're a designer in a corporate design department. You're welcome. You're a musician, a dancer, an actor, a writer, a producer in Hollywood. You're welcome. You're a visual artist, a performance artist, a, a graffiti or whatever. You're welcome. You know, you're a musician, you're a DJ, you're, you know, you're welcome. And fashion designer, please come. You know, so the idea that, you know, these creative people will come together and just hang out and chill and relax with no agenda, no BS, but just to enjoy each other's company, good music, good beer, good food, free pizza, by the way, from Purgatory, which is phenomenal. At Boomtown Brewery, the first three parties are located at Boomtown Brewery. Everyone loves that space, by the way. It's a great, great space. You know, it's a good space to kind of get started at. Will we always be there? You know, probably not. But will we always come back there? Yes. And I mean, with any venue, there's going to be pros and cons. There's a lot of good things about that venue, a lot of good things. So I think, you know, I'm excited about going back there on November 6th, you know, but it's got to, I want it to grow. I want it to be, I want the attendance to, to, to grow and get bigger, but I don't want the mix of people to change. I mean, if we could have like the, the, the crowd that has, that has been there both times, if we could just take that same makeup of people and just grow it, you know, 10 times over or 15 times over, we'd, it'd be perfect because the, the group of people that were there were creatives and artists from different walks of life. And by the way, different backgrounds, a very diverse group. And it was not at all contrived. It was totally organic. We just sent out invitations of the people that we know and look who showed up. Well, it's going to keep, that's the only way it's going to grow is organically. And it's going to, it may take a little bit longer than we wanted to, but I think that's the right path. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I met a few people, definitely a handful of people that I that didn't even know before, who now you know we're sending messages on IG and following them, and they're introducing me to new people and the other way around. Um, so it's it's great. I think um, you know, selfishly, I think it's a good. <laughs> I think it's just going to keep growing. I'm happy. Yeah. And, 
you know, as I said, I mean, that uh, I the best part for me both nights was walking away feeling like we had brought a bunch of good people together for the, with the same love and passion for art and creativity and feeling proud about that, but also feeling gratified that people got it. You know, they walked away saying, thank you. This is cool. I want to come back and I'm going to tell my friends. And because to your point, that's it. I mean, we want it, the, the way I want it to grow is organically because if each one of those people told five friends and those five friends came, game over. That's exactly what we want. And when I said that it's fun being there, number one, the little gallery we have going there. Not real art gallery. Not real art gallery. People just, you know, we have markers and paper and people just start drawing. Like, how cool is that? You know? We now have, I think, over 100 pieces of original art created at Not Real Art Club. And who knows where it could go? You know, the other day I was talking, I got hired to do some gig and I was creating what in my mind was very boring, kind of whipped them out, little graffiti pieces on canvas, you know? Like, to me, in my head, totally uninteresting. Elementary. Whatever. Yeah. Like, who the fuck cares? Right. right. These people fucking loved it. Yeah. They fucking ate it up. Yeah. Like, and I'm drawing these little things, and these people are posting videos on it, and they're, they're like, can I stand and watch while you're creating my piece? Blah, blah, blah. It really got me thinking, like, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, to people who, who, who don't ever see art created, like, it's like magic to them. And and I have to sometimes stop and slow down and appreciate that because in my head, you know, uh, fucking, I have an idea of of what you know my best is and what my good shit is, mm-hmm. and that's usually not what I'm doing at these events. You mm, know, it's right. just like knocking some shit out just to have fun. But to these people, it's fucking like the shit. Like one lady's like, "Oh, I'm hanging this in my living room," and I'm like, "Oh shit, I better not sign it. I'm gonna have, this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be her man one original in her <laughs> in her living room." But they love it, you know? And so I really had to like step back at this event and just kind of think like, you know what? Like, yeah, this is not, you know, even though I'm doing it for a client, even though this is just like a kind of gimmicky kind of thing to these people who who maybe don't even collect art, this is amazing to them. And by the same token, the thing we're doing with the Not Real Art Club is in that same fashion, except you get to create it. Right. You know? That's right. So it's like one more step. Right. It's like- we're not judging anybody. No matter what you create, we post it up on the gallery yep, wall. Yep, yep. It all hangs yep. next to whoever. And I think people are really digging that. Well, what I hope, and I've been thinking a lot about this, and I'm super passionate about not real art. I mean, for me personally, it's my expression. It's my art form, right? My artwork. And I've been thinking a lot about, you know, why we're doing this, right? And, and you know, for me, it's all about bringing more people into our family, you know, growing the pie and breaking walls down, you know, building bridges, opening new passageways. So the club, the podcast is one example of how I see us building those connections making those, opening those passageways, growing the pie, growing the family. The club on a certain level is almost a performance art piece of this, right? Where this, the room is the frame and the box and the artwork, the performance art piece is really about 
what people bring to it. You know, you and I, and we are like kind of putting in the cornerstones. You know, we've got the DJ, we've got the beer, we've got, you know, some motion graphics or some film. And last time we had a live painting, you know, show, shows art painted live there. And the point is, is that I want the club because the club is only going to be as good as the people that come and the people that want to contribute. Now, the Not Real Art Gallery is an example of how people contribute and add value to the club. And it's pure joy, right? People love love it. They love doing it. They love looking at it. And I love seeing what comes of it because I'm charmed and amazed at what people just crank out right in real time. And I mean, where that might go, whether it's t-shirts or a book or whatever. And yet, you know, people need to understand that they are more than welcome to raise their hand and contribute. I want people feeling like they can collaborate with us and, and bring something. You want to do a dance performance? Bring it. You want to do a reading? Bring it. You want to workshop a, a bit of comedy? Bring it, you know? You want to uh, uh, paint live? Bring it, you know? But you need to raise your hand because, you know, like I'm not... I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything for free. We don't have, you know, we, we're not making any money on this. We're just, you know, it's we're happy to try to cover our costs. I think we're probably going to have to sell tickets at some point just to help do that. But, you know, so unfortunately at this point anyway, there's no money to pay artists to contribute. But if artists want to bring the bring their their love and contribute, then that's it. I, I, and I envision, I envision that. I envision that as this thing grows, it will in that one room be jam packed with with killer stuff happening, you know? So there's a painter over there. Hit and Run is over there doing shirts. We've got Anthony Valdez spinning. We've got motion graphics playing on the on the walls. We've got somebody dancing. I mean, it's just this Cirque du Soleil meets, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. I, I get excited about what it can become because it's, it's, I've begun to think of it as a performance art piece that we set the stage for, but people have to bring the performance, you know? Yeah, it's almost like an incubator. Right. And Great word for it. I mean, I think people are, are getting it. What's funny is the, the other day I was talking to someone who was there and they said, oh, these are good. You know, I've been having fun at these events. You know, I've been to both of them already. And they said, we know who's who's like the OGs, you know, like we're building like who the OGs for this club is going to be, you know, because they're, <laughs> they're, they're the regulars, you know, and yeah. I mean, we only had two, you know, yeah, right. but, but he's already like thinking yeah. like, hey, we already know what the foundation is. Like people who come later on are going to be the, the Johnny come lately's, you know. So what that tells me is that people are seeing a future for this and looking towards the future. To attend, to to see more, to hang out. So yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's great. I I really like, you know, the way you've positioned this. You know, I mean, to be honest, like it's kind of um, for me uh, to be part of this. I feel like it's real easy for me because I feel like I'm just your assistant on the shit. Like you know, you're the artist. You're the guys coming up with all these ideas and. I'll help you facilitate whatever I can, but you know you're leading it. And you're kind of like creating this vision, and uh, I'm all about it. But I don't, I don't feel the stress of it, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> Good, you got enough stress. So as long as you're carrying the stress, then yeah, then, man, then go for it. But but I think it's you know I think it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and and hopefully I think it's going to grow organically. I think it's, I think it's, it will. Yeah. yeah, and you know here's the other thing too. I mean, let's be frank, right? Like we have done virtually zero marketing and promotion. Zero. I mean, we've sent out email blasts to Tasha to our like short little list, whatever. That's fine. That's great. But as long as we are in, and you and I talked about this the, the other day, as long as we're having the event downtown, 
people aren't going to come from the West side. Right. And so the point is, is that moving forward, one of the things that we have to do, I have to do is a double down on marketing promotion in the one mile radius of the location. So where are the art schools? Where are the creative companies? Where are the WeWork offices? Where are the modeling agencies? Where's the fashion Institute, you know, and make sure that all of those folks know about what we're doing. Totally. You know, and, you know, those West Siders or Hollywood people or whatever, you know, they'll come when, once they hear about it or whatever. And also, like you said, you know, who knows where we're going to be next? Like, you know, after the next one, we might move somewhere else. But I, I think that at the end of the day, the the concept is strong and it's fun and it's, you know, it's a little different and, and it's kind of a, a breath of fresh air. Cool. You know, so I'm happy about well, it. Well, and, and I means the world to me to hear you say that, quite frankly. But this is also why... You know, I feel like, you know, you were talking earlier about Banksy working on different levels and I'm, believe me, I'm not compared by some Banksy, but what I'm saying is, is that not real art works on a lot of levels because part of the reason why I love not real art is because, you know, it is, it is my art, but it's not quote unquote real art, right? It's not. And in, you know, I'm a very social animal. I love people. I love. And so of course my art would reflect who I am as a human being. And so why not create a space for people to come together? And that's my art. It's not real art. It's not real art club. And I'm not a real artist, you know, so it's a lot of fun. It's got different legs to it. Well, it makes sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? What? That's all I really care about. Uh, could you explain to my wife? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I can't. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. My wife hasn't come yet, by the way. Yeah. She, 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 I mean, in her defense, she's been out of town. But uh, the question is, would she come if she were, weren't uh, out of town? I think she's coming to the next one. I don't well, think my she's... wife came to the first one. Yes. She loved it. And then, uh, which was the day after our anniversary. Yes. So, that was kind of cool. Yes. So tell your wife that my wife will be there. Maybe she'll show up. Okay, cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> They'll hang out. For sure. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, because, you know, we had great attendance for, well, well let's just break it down. We had 175 people RSVP for the first one. Okay. About half of those people showed up. Okay. And the second one, you know, we had like 70 people RSVP and probably half of those showed up. Okay. So we definitely took a decline, had a decline in attendance, right? But A, I expected that because I feel like I would have been thrilled had attendance stayed the same. I wasn't expecting it to grow. I was hoping it wouldn't decline. But I kind of expected a decline because A, a lot of pe- a lot of time people come the first time and they feel like, okay, well, I had a good time, but I went last month. I can't really go two months, you know, like I'll go next month or whatever. So I think there's that. The other thing about it is, is that the first one was from seven to 10. The second one was from eight to 11. I think seven to 10 is a better time because I think people downtown, they don't want to wait around that extra hour. They just want to come and, you know, so I think we're going to go back to a seven, seven to 10 time slot. And then the other thing we didn't do really the second time we did the first time was first time we really pumped the fact that Anthony was the DJ and we didn't do that the second time. And I wonder to what extent that impacts. So I think the third time we'll mark when we market this one launch and we're going to launch it in the next next week, we'll pump that up again in terms of just Ant make sure people know that Anthony's playing. And then, of course, you layer in the promotion that we'll do, the new promotion that we're going to do in the mile radius of the club. And um, and also, think about all the people that RSVP'd the first and second time, but didn't come. Those same people are, now, are scratching their heads going, shit, 
I wanted to go. I didn't go. I, I got to go. I want to go to the next one, you know? So I'm thinking and hoping that, you know, next month we'll see a nice uptick. Yeah, uh, I think so. In, in attendance. Yeah. Like I said, it's going to keep growing organically. And then, you know, the other cool thing is we've had some giveaways, right? Mm-hmm. Like those, uh, what do you call those? Uh, pendants or well, we had, yeah, the pendants, yeah, the yeah. The, the limited edition. Uh, not uh, real art pendants. Uh, not real art pendants, yeah. So, I need to get one from you because uh, I had to give one to someone else. Okay. Because they were upset they didn't get one. Ooh, all right. They were like, oh, I got there too late. And they were in my <laughs> studio and they were like, I got there too late. I would have loved one of these. I go, here. Oh, you nice. Can, you okay. can have it. I got you. I got you covered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's cool. You know, people are like digging these little things that, right. that are happening. So... Well, and look, I mean, we want to get to a point where, I mean, there's a lot, so many things we want to do. Like, you know, we want to do a partnership with a charity that there's a charitable component. So for example, you know, to get in, you have to bring in, I'm just making things up, but you bring a can, you know, some canned goods for the LA food pantry, for example. You know, we want to get to a point where people that come get a little gift bag when they leave, you know, some swag, some stickers, some Sharpies, some, you know, whatever fun art related kinds of things, you know, a pendant, whatever. But yeah. I mean, first 50 people that show up get something unique. It's one of a kind. It's, uh, you know, like the pendants that Ando was doing from Search and Rescue. Shout out Ando. And I mean, the thing about it is that we're not trying to be corporate about this at all. No. Like, we could easily go and get some freaking corporate company to sign off on this. and Totally. And they would, you know, even probably even pay us to do this. But fuck those corporate companies. (laughs) You know, like, like, we're doing something that's just like natural that's organic, that's it's just happening within the crowd of the people we know and then their friends. And I think it's what, actually someone did tell me this, that, you know, there's a lot of corporate companies who this is this is the vibe they're trying to create when they hire people to do events like this. But obviously, you know, it's always just a fad. It's always just, a, there's a budget. There's always this- Well, it's uh, contrived. It's contrived, totally. But- you know, what we're doing is authentic. So, you know, yeah, I'm happy. So I'm so if you're listening and you're in LA, come to our event. Not real art club. Not real art club. November sixth, seven yeah. to ten. Boomtown. Boomtown brewery. Yeah, down, downtown, downtown LA. LA. Yeah, man. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I get a lot of satisfaction. I tell you. The greatest, and I mean this sincerely, like the most favorite part of it is the next morning when I'm looking through the original pieces of art. Because what happens is people are creating. I'm running around doing whatever. I'm not really watching. Hell, I haven't even created. Well, I guess last time I created my first little card for the thing, but like I don't even pay attention. And then I, at the end, when we're breaking down, I take them off and I might notice, like, oh my God, they're so good. And then the next morning, though, I come to my office, I sit down at my desk. And I like look at each one of them and I just get the purest sense of joy and satisfaction and delight, you know, because we created the space for somebody to do something, to do that, to create that, that didn't exist. And it put a smile on my face and put a smile on their face, put a smile on people that saw it. And, you know, we're just, you know, we're creating goodness, we're creating joy, we're creating connection, you know, that didn't exist before, you know, so. Well, there you go. That's it. So, that's what you guys are missing if you haven't come. You got to come, man. <laughs> some Have some joy. Be happy. You know, I was playing with some words the other day. I was saying, you know, art is serious, not real art is fun. And, you know, but I was thinking about like not real art. I mean, not real art at its core is fun. It's fun. It's fucking fun. 
And if we're not having fun, what's the point? And you can unpack those words, not real art, and make it political and make it all kinds of things. You can talk about elitism. You can talk about you know, pretentiousness. You can talk about self-importance. You can talk about exclusivity. You can talk about all that stuff. I mean, that's all negative stuff. The po- I want to talk about positive stuff. And the positive things is that not real art at its core is, is fun. It's funny. It's satirical. And artists, they get, you know, they get the joke. They get it. They, you don't even have to explain it. You know, right. it's the people go, well, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we're not for you. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know what else to say, but let's, let's, <laughs> hey, you did you get your socks? Your not real art socks? I got my not real art socks. I'll rock them you know, definitely you know, at the you next. You have to send me a photo when you uh, when you dawn on when you when you put them on when you yeah. dawn them. Yeah, the not real art socks are are great. I was gonna say get some not real art underwear, but oh, by the way, I would do that in a heartbeat. They don't make them right now. I mean, <laughs> not real art yeah, boxers. Not real art boxers. And for our listeners who wonder, if you go to notrealart.com, you click on shop, you too can purchase. Your not real art socks and represent or coffee you, mug, coffee mug, t shirts, beach towel, yeah, uh, wall art. Oh, know. and the and the design is incredible. <laughs> That's the, the thing. The, the design is See, fantastic. It's fantastic design. <laughs> I mean, if you don't like this logo, if you don't like the art that's on this product, then you have no idea about life. I, I, in all seriousness, I have been actually surprised at how many people say, you know, I actually like the logo. Like it's just, and, and I did it as a joke, you know, and it seems to be working, you know. It's, it's not real art. It's not real art, it's, man. It's, it's the perfect, <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Oh my God. Oh my God. So in other news, I went to my 30th high school reunion. Oh, no. Talking about not real art. 30th high school reunion, my man. How is that even possible? Have you been to any of your reunions? Okay. But you've been invited. You know that you've had some. So, like, last month was my college 25-year anniversary. Wow. Okay. I didn't go. Yeah. Why not? I had had to work. But would you have gone had you been free? Yeah, I would have gone. Okay, okay. Yeah, I would have gone. It just never happened. Like, I'm, you know, I'm just always too fucking busy. Right. But no, I, I don't think I see high school reunion. I don't know. I don't think I've gone. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, you're right. My 30th will be next year for, for high school. You may want to mark that down. Let's see. Is that right? Yeah, it is right. Okay. Well, how was yours? How was your experience? <laughs> wow. That's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> right, um, first of all, let me back up. Yeah. How big was your school and kind of set the tone for like the demographics of the school? Okay. So I graduated from the third largest high school in my state. I graduated with 680 people in my senior class. Oh wow, that's big. Okay, so when you hear that I'm when you when you hear me say I'm from Indiana, um, it was not as for me anyway. It was not as uh, rural as you might think. I grew up. I was born in Gary, Indiana. Grew up in Portage, Indiana, about 40 miles outside Chicago, at the south end of Lake Michigan, right along the Rust Belt of steel making America, U.S. Steel, Bethlehem Steel, so on and so forth. So I grew up uh, essentially going to the beach at Lake Michigan or riding my BMX bike, you know, to the beach and, you know, looking across the lake at Chicago, dreaming to go to Chicago. You know, had I been born 10, 20 miles south, I would have been a farm kid, you know, even 10 minutes south from where I grew, I would have been a farm boy, you know, and those schools are the whole school is 600 people or whatever. Right. So my class and growing up there, my school that we had in the 80s, 70s and 80s, there was a, because the economy was pretty good because of the steel bills, the, the tax base 
was good. So we had good money for not just good academics, but sports, obviously, and music and theater and art and all that stuff. So it was a pretty good liberal arts program, you know. So it was funny. One of my friends in LA was looking through some old old photo albums of uh, my some of my high school years and um, was looking at some of our band concerts and our th- plays and our musicals and the shit that I was all involved in. And she looked at me, she said, where did you go to high school? In a, in a John Hughes movie? <laughs> oh, wow. Right? Because yeah. it had that sort of real kind of Americana ideal, idyllic kind of vibe about it. And I feel lucky that way because we had that, you know. But in terms of the demographics of my class, 90% WASPy, uh, either Protestant or Catholic, probably more Protestant than Catholic. But next portion was, you know, Latino, some, you know, slice of life, and then you know, maybe there were five black kids in my class and a handful of Jewish kids, if I even knew that they were Jewish. So very white, very, very, very white. And of course, I grew up in a very segregated area. I mean, I grew up, Gary, when I was growing up, Gary, Indiana was the murder capital per capita of the of the country. So it was a very segregated, very racist kind of area to grow up in. That being said, my class, because we had, you know, resources and things and being an involved kid myself, I played sports. I was in band. I was in theater. I was in, you know, so, the, so my friends, I had a lot of different friends, a very eclectic, diverse group of friends. Yeah, you know, I was friends with the punk rockers. I was friends with the artists. I was friends with the jocks. I was friends with the preps. I was friends with the hoods. I was you know what I mean? like, like I'd sort of cut across. So the truth of the matter is out of high school, I only stayed in touch with one friend, my best friend, you know, Brian LaFrance, who you've met. And he and I stayed in touch pretty tightly for years. Well, it wasn't until Facebook and my 20th high school reunion that people started connecting because Facebook, boom, changed everything. Suddenly now you can connect with Jaime Velez, who you've known since kindergarten. And I saw Jaime at my 30th high school reunion the other day. Jaime Velez, I fucking, we went to kindergarten together. I grew up together and he was there and I got to hug him. And I go, fucking Jaime. Like, I know you, dude. Like, I mean, I don't know you now. I knew you then, but like, we go back, you know, Lisa Caps, you know, grew up four blocks away from each other down the street. She was in my kindergarten class, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. She's there. It's crazy. Yeah. So I went to my 10th. I didn't go to my 20th. I went to my 25th and I went to my 30th. Okay. 10 was a ball. A lot of people showed up. 20th, I hear, was fantastic and many, many people showed up. I did not make it. The 25th was, I thought, great because a lot of people were there and it was a lot of fun, although people said it was down from the 20th. The 30th was a disaster. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if people died. I don't know if people are incarcerated. I don't know if people just don't care, but a lot of people didn't show up. It ended up being, you know, my buddy Kurt Witham, who I grew up with, he manages this bar in my town that I grew up in uh, called Clancy's. And so he decided, to, you know, they would host the reunion there at Clancy's and Clancy's is, as the name might even imply, kind of a, you know, pub dive bar kind of thing. And so I think a lot of people might have been turned off by that. I don't know. All I know is that Cassie Galger was there and she looked great. (laughs) 
she looked phenomenal okay <laughs> holding up very well yeah i also know that my dear boys dave lopez jimmy utley steve palco chris sulcer dan uh, uh, darren lacosto they were all there and we just had a ball hanging out i mean you know we had f- we came up together you know yeah. riding our bikes causing trouble playing so in crazy. bands doing stuff and here's the thing that I'm most proud of about so many of the people that I grew up with. They're good fucking people. Right. They're good people. And they're happy people. Like mm-hmm. they may not have wanted to leave town or aspire to travel the world or do anything, you know, too crazy or whatever. Or maybe they did. But whatever they're doing, they are they know who they are. They're comfortable in their own skin. And they're generally very happy people. And so to me, that was very satisfying. You know. So yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Wow. And I haven't been to any of my reunions, so I don't, I don't even know how to, you know. He, okay, to compare it to yours, for example, I went to a school where my graduating class was like like 180 people, which is weird because living in LA, right? I went but you to went a, to a private school. I went to an all boys private school, yeah. so very different. And then, yeah, it's so weird because I don't have it. Like when I think of high school, I don't think of like it's so weird because. Some of the best times in my life, obviously, were, were during high school. I became a graffiti artist when I was in high school. I played soccer and all that during high school, you know. So, a lot of what the man I turned into began when I was in high school, right? So, a lot of those people in my class were instrumental, right, for me developing those skills or getting into those things or whatever. So, there's always a place for them and some of them I even went on to, to college with and whatever. And like you're right, with Facebook, what's cool about it is that you're able to stay connected to people. So that's been really cool. But I don't have a desire to like go hang out with them. (laughs) And I thought I would. I thought I would. I thought I would want to go to reunion and hang out with all these guys and stuff. But nah, I don't have it. You know, it might be cool if we do it. I think someone organized something like last year, just like from my class, like, hey, let's just get together like uh, our own thing. And, you know, I didn't go, but. I guess it'd, it'd be interesting, you know? Yeah. And you probably stay in touch with the people that you want to talk to anyway. So there's that. You know, interestingly, my best friend, Brian LaFrance, who I still talk to, talked to him the other day. He lives here in Southern California. I see him from time to time. He did not go to the reunion, nor did he have any interest in going. He just absolutely did not. He's just not on his radar. He's happy to hear from me, you know, report, you know, a bit of a report. But I definitely wanted to go. I mean, look, in all candor, I mean, it worked out because I had to go home anyway to help my dad with some stuff because he had had surgery. And if that surgery had been a week before or a week later, I would have had to skip the 30th reunion because I just couldn't be gone that long. But it was so just so happened that I was able to squeeze both, you know, do both at the same time. And so I was, I was, I was there. I was happy to go. And the truth of the matter is, as corny as it might sound, I actually have great memories from high school, fond, great memories. And I knew that the people that some of the people that were going were fun people then and and are still today. And, you know, I feel very fortunate to be able to connect with people I've known since kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. Totally. Yeah. You know, that's insane. It is insane. I mean, one of the things that's weird, I guess, from the way I grew up and especially in high school was I took the bus. It took me an hour to get to school every morning. So, I commuted took me two buses, one hour to get to school and one hour to get back. So, the people that I really hung out with lived in my neighborhood and went to other schools, you know? 
it was mostly like my soccer friends that I played in high school with and also on club that I was closer to. But even the guys that I was cool with at school, like they lived in a whole other part of town. So we never got to really hang out. So, and then there was no chicks in our class. Oh, right. All boys. <laughs> so, yeah. So it didn't matter if you were. A couple of them are girls now, but that's a whole nother thing. Well, see, that's, not, that's, that, that's a whole other thing because being an all boys school, Catholic school, it was extremely homophobic. Sure. I mean, so I remember. Unless you were a priest. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, hey, I said it. Yeah. I fucking said it. Yeah. <laughs> so, no comment. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no. I actually did mean to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another story, too, there. There's another story in that, too. <laughs> so, uh, which story do I tell first? The the priest story or the <laughs> or the homosexual story? <laughs> the two different stories, by oh, the way. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, okay. So, what I was getting at originally was there was kids who showed up and were obviously gay or just feminine or, you know, whatever. And, you know, some of them would get their asses kicked to the point that they had to leave the school, right. you know? And it's fucked up, yeah. like so fucked up. Yeah. So either A, you never came out as gay if you were, right? right? Or B, you just left because it was just, you would just get bullied to the point of getting beat up, you know? And I remember at the time when I was, especially when I was a freshman, and there was two other freshmen that actually lived near me. Who knows if they were gay? Right. But for some reason, you always sell the football players, right? <laughs> the most, whatever, whatever reason. Yeah. So whoever it was would would really like call them out. And then, you know, eventually these guys left school and they went to like public schools, whatever. And, you know, who knows if they were gay or not? I don't know. People, the consensus was they were. So they got beat up or whatever. And at the time it was like, it was fucked up. But, you know, I don't remember saying anything about it. Right. I don't remember like, well, I never saw no one get no one get their ass kicked in front of me. That would, that probably would have been different. But, you know, you heard about it and you're just like, oh, that sucks, whatever. But then later on after graduating and everything and you're like, you're thinking about it, it's like, that's really screwed up, you know? Right. It's like really jacked up that that happened. And that was part of the climate of being in an all boys, you know, Catholic school. So, you know, it's not a very proud thing to be thinking about, but but also shifted my way of thinking in the future just about how to treat people. And so I think, you know, I think of those guys like, yeah, it sucks that they had to go through that shit, you know? Well, yeah. And I mean, but I mean, it was the 80s as well. And I'm not excusing the behavior, but I'm just saying like now it's way more accepting. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, thank God. It's it's, it's it's a lot more you know, liberal that way. So know. should we have a special guest? I think we have someone knocking on our door, trying to get into the Not Real Art studio. Uh, let me, let me, let's have a special guest here. Hold on one second. Hold All on. All right. Go get the door. Because they're going to break it down, whoever it is. They're strong. I can feel it. They're really strong. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hello. We have... We have a special guest, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. No, yeah. We have my daughter, Eden Karina. She's a singer. I heard. Is that true? Not Real Art Studio was wait, infiltrated wait, wait. by yeah. a six-year-old. I want to try this. You want to try the headphones? All right. But you have to sing if to wear that. You're going to sing? There you go. Can you hear me? All right. You don't, you don't want to do it? Okay. All right. So we have a special guest singer, Eden Karina Power. Step to the microphone, lady. Come on. Stand, stand here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my daughter has a uh, sheet of paper with song lyrics for a song called Follow Your Heart, and she's going to sing it for you today. Half of, half it, of, half it. of it. Half of it. All right, we're ready. You're sure to do impossible if you follow your heart. You, your dreams will fly on magical wings if you follow your heart. 
this is north. North or south or, or west. Where where to where to point your shoes? Yay, bravo. I want to do the microphone thing. What a great way to end today's <laughs> podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. That's right. Man one in the house. Sourdough, thank you for this gift. <laughs> the gift that keeps on getting. That's giving. Right. And, and we'll catch thanks. you on the flip side. Thanks, Eden. Say bye, Eden. <laughs> okay. Later. See ya.